Aloha, all you money makers. This is Indar Lang, and I'm super excited to talk to you guys today and have Miss my beautiful guest here from Miss um, Tupola. 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 Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm horrible at English. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I can't speak pigeon. <laughs> but um, super excited. She lives in Waianae. She's our, our councilwoman. Councilwoman yeah. here. And uh, she's just been a big advocate for us. And uh, we did a IG Live the other day. And it was super exciting to talk to her because she's like on the same page as us as in investors and in real estate people and people trying to get this permitting issues done. If I told you guys that that subscribe button is the only thing that's separating you from financial freedom because knowledge is power, I'm going to give you all the knowledge so you can succeed in life. Let's get into it. We're super excited and let's go. So tell me a little bit about you and, you know, let's backstory of where you're from and born and raised. And okay. Well, stuff. I was born in Kuku, raised in Hawaii Kai, went to Kamehameha schools. I, what year did you graduate? I graduated in 98. Yeah. Um, so we're celebrating our 25th this year. Yeah. So I went to uh, college at BYU in Utah. I did a mission for my church in Venezuela. Mm. I taught in L.A. as well as um, Arizona and Utah. My husband did a little free agent deal in the NFL, and then we came home in 2008. And at that time, we had two children, and it was... How old are they? Uh, my kids are 14 and 15 oh, right now. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the time, we were young, um, not newlyweds, but just young parents. And I remember in 2008, my mom and dad were like, you should buy a house. And I was like, there's no way. So my husband had just gotten into the police department. I was just teaching piano on the side. I'm a music teacher. Oh, really? Yes, I'm, I'm a to voice. get my son to go because I think piano is supposed to make you really smart. <laughs> so, yeah, so I teach uh, voice and choir. I have a doctorate in music from UH. And so at the time, my dad was like, you should look around, you know, check out the market. So in 2010, we bought our home in Waianae. Mm. And we bought it on a short sale. Super grateful. We were both 30 years old. And... With our two young kids, we thought that it would be great to have like a solid place for them to live, place that we could invest in, eventually have equity in. And so fast forward to today, I was a professor at UH. I decided to run for office in 2014, served in the state house for four years, ran for governor in 2018, um, got all the way to the end. Yes. I lost to Governor Ige 33%. Um, it didn't discourage me. My point was to really get more people mm -hmm. around my age and this younger generation to step up and become leaders. And then in 2020, I ran for a city council, so I've been serving for the past three years. Mm -hmm. How do you like that change in life from being, uh, now you're a government servant, servant of the people, compared to working on just a normal job before? And it's a whole... Mm. I mean, you were helping others doing teaching and so forth. So Nothing like what I'm doing now, but yeah. yeah. I would say two things. One is that, like, in the music world, it's yeah. just, like, rainbows and unicorns, <laughs> you know? Everyone's like, let's be friends. Yes, yes. And then you get into politics, and it's like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> not so everybody true. is nice, yeah. which kind of shocked me because I was like, oh, there's not nice people. Yeah. And then I think the second thing was just the whole being able to withstand uh, public criticism. Mm -hmm. You know, it was something that my husband was used to as, you know, someone who serves... But I wasn't used to that because it was like, you know, some of the things that I went through reached national levels where, mm -hmm. you know, you might be able to withstand one or two people saying, hey, you should do this. Hey, you should do you that. I governor. You were all over the national news. And yeah, stuff. I yeah, was. Yeah. And it was tough because yeah. it's like, can you handle a hundred? Sure. A thousand. Sure. Tens of thousands. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of thousands. Because I ended with 131,000 votes. Right. So it's like you're you're talking with so many people that you have.
have to be so so sure of who you are、mm. that nothing anyone says can shake you or waver you. Yes, yes, yeah. It's so weird that our, I feel like our political is just getting more divided and more divided. It's Democrat,、mm. Republican, all this the division when we're just all here to help each other. And I just did a、uh, podcast for somebody else earlier, and my whole thing was there's abundance in life. There's enough for all of us to go around and succeed and to be successful. You know, I think we can all help each other. Oh yeah, no. The abundance mindset <laughs>、yeah. is so important because you know the opposite is scarcity,、yeah. right? And people are always operating on, oh, I need to protect mine. Like there really is enough for all, and I do believe that、mm-hmm. my mindset has changed a lot since being in public office. Yeah, and now you're scrutiny of the people, right? I'm sure when you've been running, every time they look for some kind of like. Chink in your armor, like no、yeah. matter what, I do feel super fortunate though to represent the West Side.、Mm. Shout out, <laughs> um, because I do feel like the community and myself really do resonate.、Mm. I feel like who I am is who the average person is in my district, so、mm. it feels good to be、yeah. honest. I love wine, so actually that's where most of our projects do. Where we've been、uh, rehabbing, developing homes for over ten years now. And early on, I started in Waianae when everybody else, agents included, would say, "What are you doing in Waianae and fixing these houses? Like, why do Waianae?" And I recognized early on that Waianae was was a great market. They're affordable homes. Like, there's a ton of abandoned and crackhead homes where you can you can easily come in and bring these homes back to the community and sell them right back to the community.、Uh, and you know, a lot of our homes are sold actually. Even before we hit the market, we'll sell it to local people because they're there. They're seeing development. They're seeing these houses come back to life. You know. Well, and I would say that there are people in the community that reach out to me with that issue because、um, a home is in their family,、yeah. and they don't necessarily live there. But then the home becomes a place where people are squatting in. It、yeah. becomes a place of, you know, vandalism. And they ask, like, what do we do? Like, we don't want to le- lose our home.、Yes. Our family property, so a lot of people are in, interested in finding out who can help them rehab their property、yeah. so that they can keep it in their family. Yeah, I, I'm not talking about these normal type of homes. I'm talking about the really, really bad ones, the、yeah. ones that no one wants to touch. And, yeah,、uh, it gets difficult.、Um, do you do any homestead homes? I haven't yet. I've seen them, but they're hard in the sense I'm not Hawaiian. I'm born and raised, but I'm not Hawaiian. So you gotta, of course, you show you fifty percent. Yeah, but how could you do you rehab a home though? Like, could so say for example, you have a homesteader, and they want to keep the home in their property. Like,、mm-hmm. have you ever like rehabbed a, a? I just will turn them onto a contractor or something. I see. I, I have a I see. construction company that、mm. I partner with. You know, here here's our our contracting team, and they can help you through the process. It's hard because those houses you can't just sell them. Sell no, them it's、too. true because they got to go back on the list、yeah. and. Yeah, you can't just sell them. They、yeah. have to qualify and everything, so they're not easy to deal with sometimes. But the problem now of permitting, I've been doing this for years, and obviously it used to be a lot easier to get permits, and it's progressed as I was sharing earlier. You know, back in the day, my dad would just go in and get a permit, and it was like no, no problem.、Um, you know, now it's progressed, and I feel like. The, The whole monster home and that whole thing, and now the Fed stepping in just really blew it up down there, and it just created this mess that I don't think intentionally anyone tried to make. And now we're at that turning point where we're trying to figure out this this permitting issue that's really,、um, you know, we were just talking yesterday. It's just delaying so much. Contractors, electricians, plumbers. There's cleaners. There's、uh, you know real estate agents, escrow agents. There's A ton of 
you know, Home Depot and all the labor at Home Depot where we're buying the material. So there's a ton of money that we, we, drop, we dump into these projects that go back into our, our community. You know, we, we do projects over a million dollars in some rehabs, and that's a million dollars that's going back into our economy. And, um, you know, that just, I think, is really beneficial to Hawaii, you know. And um, with the construction, big construction companies, the ones huge, you know, they're shut down from doing even work, and that's a ton of jobs they're employing, and that's a ton of money that comes back into our economy. And I feel like the, I don't know if the DPP realizes that or not, or to, to say, I know you do, but a lot of people don't realize that's a lot of money that comes into our state. I think our actually number one income is actually real estate, it's not tourism. Uh, hmm. Real estate is where a lot of our state money makes from all the taxes and all the different, um, you know, you sell a house, you have to pay all these conveyance taxes and so forth and property taxes. So I think our number one source is actually real estate. Where a lot of people think it's tourism, but um, yeah, so what do you, so let's dive into the permitting process. We talked yesterday, so I feel it's very kind of fresh. Um, what do you think um, some of the resources that the DPP could possibly take advantage of and, and change? Kind of want to touch on the resources down there. I feel like there's mismanaged resources or you know they could possibly make some changes. I know it's hard for you to speak for them, but well, in my perspective, you know, a resource that's out there, especially for solar permitting, is uh, Solar App Plus. It is a federally paid for app that's updated both in your state and on the federal code, energy code level. Mm -hmm. So the main thing that's happening at DPP, right, is application, code review, issuance of permit. Mm -hmm. So in the event that the majority of the permits that are in the pipeline that have not been issued are residential permits. And even a smaller subset of those residential permits, the majority are solar permits. Mm -hmm. Then really what we need to do is take as many people out of the pipeline that can. Mm -hmm. And if this app can actually streamline this process where someone can do it from there, even issue their own permit, then mm -hmm. that's a way forward. So I will share though that in our meetings with DPP that they are I still do not have wait for it, an electronic payment processor. So they are trying to get that. I don't know what the update is on when they'll be uh, installing it, but really for the app to work, you have to have an electronic payment processor plugin because you pay for the permit on the app as well. Mm -hmm. Because it's supposed to be a one-stop shop to take care of everything so that you're not it waiting. It wouldn't go to a, an, a reviewer, a person, no. right? just go straight to that app. And, and the point was because not only in our state, but nationwide, they have these green energy goals. Mm -hmm. Knowing that all these people want solar on their homes, there's this is the way that they suggested that we expedite it. So I do think that that's a resource available. DPP. Something percentage was permit was a uh, solar right. Oh, sixty percent. Sixty percent of all solar. the residential. That's huge. Stuck of permits are 8, solar. Yeah. Backed up permits in sixty percent. That's huge. That's yeah. Huge and there are some that are automatically um, approved, but again, what about condos? What about when you're not the owner of the whole building that you're putting mm -hmm. it on? So there's all these nuances to solar permitting. What about if you're just upgrading a system or you have a system? So. Um, I also did pass, or we, we introduced Bill 56, which hopefully if it passes tomorrow, last vote, 
we added more things to the exemption list. So there's this huge list of exemptions, meaning that this, 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 this mm -hmm. doesn't need a permit, right? So another thought I had in last year's town hall was how many people can we get out of the line? Yeah, there's, so there's 8,000 people, guys, backed up right now. Maybe so, more. So, We're not sure the, the most recent. Pull, up, pull out some of those easy ones, you know, we're... We're all in a line if you're doing a ground up bill to fixing, fixing your you know your kitchen. The guy who's doing a fence is in the same line as a guy doing yes. a commercial development. Yes, so yes, yes. Yeah, think about like too. Disneyland, right? Yeah. You go to Disneyland, you get in line, and the first thing you ask is like, what line is this to? Is this the fast pass line? Yeah. Is this this like? So most people who are in the line, they want to know who else is in the line. What number am I in the line? How how many days do I have to wait? So I do think Solar App Plus is a resource. I do think that Bill 56 and expanding the exemptions will be a, a good resource for them. Mm -hmm. I did also put forward a resolution to hire relief workers, yeah. which I can't pass that in law, but I do think that having more bodies in there is necessary, but not next year or the year after. Well, like, let's talk about so hiring relief workers. Uh, down there, the morale is kind of low, I would say, you know, with the, just the media and the backlash to all the workers down there. How, is there a way we can almost change the, I don't know, the, the what kind of, again, resources could the DPP use to almost, you know, bring the morale up? These people are not, you know, wanting to work and do good if they're getting, you know, yelled at all the time. Well, I don't know if they're getting yelled at, but I, I do know that Dawn, who the director is, I do think that it is in her interest and she has expressed to me the need to have this relief, this help. Mm -hmm. And it's not a new idea. During COVID, they had to hire relief workers to help with unemployment. Mm -hmm. There was a time when the Land Bureau of Conveyances at the state also had to hire relief workers because they were calling people in on Saturday and Sunday to clear up backlog and people didn't want to work anymore. So in the event that these individuals who have only so many hours in a day yeah. are still going to have more and more permits piled on every day. Because last year, we got the 8,000 number. Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't preclude from now until last year how many new app applications have come in. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's super necessary for us to talk about the relief workers mm -hmm. and how that could immediately help the situation. I think we almost need to dive in more to it. Cause like, I own my own private company here, and so we have a culture, we have an environment where we want each other to excel, and that culture creates good workers and so forth. Almost sometimes the state workers, they don't develop that culture. You know, they're just a, a state worker, so it's a little different kind of, you know, it's not a private company. So almost if we can even bring in like a, a business consultant to help them just in general to create a better work environment for these employees or these even relief workers to excel and do better and want to do better and you know I would say they're probably not even working at their fullest potential some of them if they're if they're getting you know not in a you know a comfortable environment you, when you're in an environment you really like what you're doing you love the people around you um, you know I just heard yesterday um, my girl Lion over here she her mom works there for a long time and she was saying back in the day they would do um, you know, Christmas parties, and they would have a Halloween costume contest, and she just loved going to work, mm. you know, and uh, after, you know, where we're at today, it's a, it's a little different environment today, where it's mm. not that, the morale, the funness of it all. Well, and I'm sure it doesn't help, because it's in the news a lot. Yes. It doesn't help to be like, oh yeah, I work for that place yeah. that everyone's <laughs> mad about. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, I, I have seen on the state side there is a Department of um, Information Technology, and I, they did hire a very young deputy under former Governor David Ige. I actually know him personally, and, you know, the way that he did it obviously was a lot of that, which was how do you build morale? Because you can focus all day on productivity, but if you focus on morale, your appreciation of work, that you have a friend there, that you enjoy being there, boom, productivity goes up, yeah. right? So there is an indirect way that you can kind of get at that, and I do think that that would because they may not have money to bring in you know, more workers. So it might be another if they're if they're. I don't think they don't have money to bring in more workers. So this is this is the thing though is like yeah no no, there is infinite money in government. Okay, so most people are like oh there's no money no there's always money. The question is whether or not your priority. Okay, so the way that we make our budget from year to year, there's money for everything, but what's the priority? Who gets to be the priority and who gets to call out what the priority is? Mm -hmm. So I think that in the event that if this was a priority for the administration, they'd find the money. Mm -hmm. There'd be money. I think that with the amount of payments for permits, I mean, gosh, some of these permits can get up into the tens of thousands. You're paying for like, you know, a SAI, a special assignment instru uh, inspection. You're paying thousands of dollars, I 50, right? I have a 50 grand crow for white right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not saying that solely based on the fees these guys are making a lot. I'm just saying that there is some income, right, coming yeah. in for what they do. Yeah. Um, we do have money set aside. And I don't think there's ever been a day when I've been at council where the council members haven't wanted to set, you know, more money aside for this department. But see, the process of hiring Hiring somebody in the city is so grueling. Mm -hmm. This is like a six-month to one-year process, which doesn't make any sense because yeah, we have 3,000 right. vacancies, yeah, right? Yeah. So by the time they contact you back and they say, hey, you're a candidate we want to hire, mm -hmm. boom, that person got a job already. And then it takes six months yeah. and then you're here to train them up. Or right. So I think for me, it wasn't that there's money or not money. It's that the time to hire people and to basically ramp up a pipeline of new employees, mm -hmm. it needs a, a good running start, like a, a good one to three yeah. years you know, run. And in the event that we can't do that right away, that's why relief workers are a more immediate solution. Because I think, that, like you're talking about, the working part of it is a solution. Your bills are great and all, but it takes a year and a half to do a bill. Like there's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not a, yeah. It's, so it's almost like the the, the quicker solution is, is something inside well, of that. And I would I would add that not only passing the bill takes a while, but mm -hmm. once the bill gets passed, how many people know? So I know Bill 56 well. I know what areas we're going to be allowing sure. this, allowing that. How do we publicize then, hey, the law has changed in your favor. I don't know if you remember, a few years ago, they passed a law to actually have a, um, oh, what was it? I think it's a notary to say that you don't have fines or liens on your property. And a lot of people complained, and so the law changed to now an attestation. So you don't have to go and, you know, get it, whatever. And a lot of times the people who are applying for this are not the owners of the property. They're the contractor. Yeah, they're the electrician. Yeah. They're the architect. Dressman, so, yeah, so yeah. they don't know if there's liens and other things on the property. They're mm -hmm. just hired to do the work, and now they're asked to go get a permit. So we made that small law shift last year. But, again, most people would have to look on the DPP website and say, okay, what's the current laws? So, you know, there's also that little small learning curve. Mm -hmm. So uh, we kind of talked a lot about yesterday of the, the hang-ups of a lot of people, of course, is this the time frame and all that. And that's what we're talking about. How could we speed up the time frame to get a permit, uh, you know, um, and then how could we relieve some of the, the state workers to help them, I think, get the permit. Um, 
I wonder is there anything they could change in their processing they keep on, I feel like, I don't know who's telling them, but they keep on adding more steps thinking that's Oh, my gosh. Help. You know, the bots. So they added a bot system where <laughs> now the bots are going to scan your permits and look for your <laughs> Look borders. for the margins yeah, and the yeah. borders and the font size. But does that really care if your house is built properly? Like, it, I feel like it's kind of nominal. Yeah, yeah. They did think the bot would help with the pre-screen, right? So they at DPP, they have this whole pass through the pre-screen, go through the code review, which code review can only be done by humans because you're checking all of your water, fire, like all of those other things, and then you go to permit issuance. So they, they believe that on the front and back end, they could automate. So supposedly they went to RFP out somebody to issue it because there's a handful of people whose permits are approved, but they haven't been issued because that's another process, right? So Don talked about the bot in the beginning, hiring a company in the end to do the permit issuance. But again, we're still stuck with everyone's in code yeah, review, yeah, yeah, code review. Back to my whole relief workers, like there's no resolving the code review if you don't have more like warm bodies. So, I mean, I guess to your point, added steps. I, I think the other thing that recently was announced was having all commercial projects go through e-plans. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. e-plans and posse. It's so difficult. Two different software. So they have e-plans and they have posse and they often are on the computers or looking, they'll have to open this software and this software and they don't correlate well with each other. And a lot of people enjoyed not using e-plans because in e-plans you have to actually give the person the task. So if he sends me something and says, oh, here's my application, then if I work for DBP, I go, da, 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 please fix these things. Then I give the task back to him, and then he says, oh, okay, I'll fix these things. Then when he gives it back to DBP, now the person here could be someone else. And then they're like, oh, these are these are other things that you have to fix. Mm -hmm. And then maybe from there, this person gives it to Board of Water Supply Review. And so this whole like having other people hold tasks, back in the day it was like drop off a plan, they finish it, they put it in the next person's box. Mm -hmm. When it gets to your box and you put, you know, and sometimes physically seeing that, oh, I got to get to that. Yeah, 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 the stack. <laughs> yeah, because you don't see it on the e-plans like, oh, shoot, I'm, I'm responsible yeah. for the task, so I got to pass it over. Literally, a lot of the third-party reviewers call because they're like, I'm just waiting to get the task back. Yes, yes. I'm asking DPP to please give it back to me so I can start working on my edits. Mm -hmm. And I think in the event that, you know, maybe over electronicizing things has now been a hindrance mm -hmm. we kind of take a step back and be like is this the platform we should be using well the big thing has been screwing me up we have two on our final plans they've been with a residential reviewer the final checker basically and it's been back and forth with her four times where she'll give us a set of comments and um, she'll we'll take care of those comments and then she'll send it back with a new set of comments it's all the same woman and it's almost like why can't you just see it the first time so many people have it? told me yeah. that they're like every time i submit it they come with new things new like it should be like a a you if you don't get chance. it one time <laughs> yeah. then there shouldn't be a second and a third and a fourth yeah. edit you know and, and these takes months for this these these processes to go back yeah. and forth I was talking to another buddy the other day, and what do you think about this? So a lot of the Republican states, they are very lenient to get permits. They're very easy. The Atlantas, Tennessees, all these states down there in the south, and they allow a lot of development, a lot of homes being built. It's bringing a lot of people into their communities. And I, I, I know in Hawaii we often, we don't want people here. We always, like, we love tourism, but we always have that kind of underlining vibe of, like, mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's a catch-22 sometimes because the solution to lower housing pricing is more houses than that supply and demand. So what do you, that's a hard one to think well, about. Well, I guess 
I'm thinking of a few things. The first thing I'm thinking of is there's so many of us that would love to see our own family members come home. Yes. So I got to disagree that I don't think people want other people here. I think we all want our family Families, back. Yes. We want all of our classmates back. We want like Hawaii to be like the people that we grew up with mm -hmm. who are now all gone. So I think that everyone's in favor of that. I also think that there's this differentiation between like commercial and uh, luxury permitting and just like local house permitting, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people have to differentiate, especially in DPP, the, that w most of what I'm doing, like take Bill 56, for example, that's like DIY it's stuff. All the, like it's just like, your house is nice. try to fix your counters. Yeah, yeah. The, now you can do your uh, tile without fence. needing up. Yeah, you can get a fence up. So if we're doing things that are helping residential people be able to keep their cost of living down, keep their house livable, mm -hmm. uh, be able to pass on their home to a child, we should all be in favor of that. Mm -hmm. And I think when we talk about permitting, you know, we got to be specific when we speak on that. It's like if I'm talking about helping local people stay here, we got to all be for that. And if we're talking about making the local housing market more affordable, we got to all be for yes, that. Yes. So, you know, I sat down with a um, development group just last two weeks ago in my community. They got this big old acreage of land in, I won't swear, it's on the west side. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they're yeah, like, they're oh, what should yes. we do here now? The, 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 the question is not what should we do here. The first thing is what is the land zoned? Because the land is zoned Ag 2. You can only do so much things on Ag 2. Houses per acre, um, large building uh, dimensions allowed. So when they had this meeting in the community, I was like, man, you guys really selling a pipe dream out here asking people, oh, what do you want here? That's not even true. Secondly is, what infrastructure do you have there? Have you done a topographical study? Do you have any wastewater systems there? Is there any, you know, because all of that infrastructure that you have to put in, that is what's costly. In fact, we should have a infrastructure revolving fund in the city and the state because most of the projects that we need to get going, the infrastructure is most difficult to pay for. Yeah, the yeah, the yeah, wastewater hookup, 80 grand so wastewater hookup, cesspool. like cesspool stuff. So all I'm trying to say is that I, I do think that in reality, when we're talking about you know building our communities, really got to be realistic because I do think that for a wise reason, there are different types of uses of land in different areas. Mm -hmm. So yeah, nobody wants to see Makaha with like cabillion homes inside there, right? But at the end of the day, when you're talking to people about development, like who are you talking to? Because that that also bothered me about this group because they're having the meeting not in the area. Yeah, so I was like, how how are you going to have this conversation without the people who are immediately right there, right? Because we want to be good neighbors. Actually, because there's those million dollar homes back in that valley. True. It's surprising. Mauna Olu, you know. It's beautiful. I mean, we, got some, yeah, we got some big uh, social media stars that live up there as well <laughs> from Eva. But I, I think the idea here, though, is that there's there's a right way to go about doing community development, you know, sit down with the people in the community, understand the needs, like even in that area, there's another Heiyao, I even asked them like, do you know who runs Kaneaki? Have you talked to these people? And it's not that my way is the only way. It's just that I think understanding your your area, your situation, yeah. it, it lends to a much more amiable community conversation because just the way they were rolling it out, I was like, oh, you guys are going to get processed for sure. Because <laughs> they're trying to do a ton of homes, a ton of development. They're trying to do huge. But what I'm referring to is just, why not in general, there's a ton of houses that are just abandoned, just sitting. Lots, lots. Like, you drive it 
any block you're on, you'll just see, not even one, two, you'll see three, four. And if not, they're just on the brink of, you know, of, of deterioration. And uh, that's what we're trying to bring back, those type of homes. So they can be passed down to generations or, you know, you can sell your home and buy a nicer home or whatever it may be, you know. There's a ton of houses that could be available for people out there. And it's, it's, it's sad that uh, they can't do nothing. We can't do nothing about it. And people don't know what to do about it because they hear the permitting trouble and they hear the, you know, the, the drama of it all. They don't want to tackle it. Yeah. I, I know uh, a bunch of even uh, people like us that are just shying away from doing projects because they don't want to deal with the DPP. They don't want to deal with... Uh, waiting, you know, year to two years before you can do a, do anything. You know? It's quite the commitment. I think anyone going into housing, like I wish them luck, but <laughs> you know, it's quite the commitment to be in that that industry. Yeah. But then also to know the hill you got to climb to just get through the starting step. Because I would say DBP is like the starting step. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a starting, 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 waiting, starting. Cause I'm this, actually applying now before I even buy the property to, to maybe squeeze a month ahead. You know, should like, I apply now for a permit I need in 12 years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I'm going to imagine up what permit I might need and go apply for it. Yeah, it's difficult, you know, and so that's, I, I just feel like in a state that's already really difficult to live in, and the word is live in, yeah, the cost of then the way that you live, whether it's owning a house or building a house, that, that needs to be reasonable mm-hmm. because we want people to live here. Yeah, and talking about that, I mean, just the construction costs, the cost of materials is so great. Interest rate. Yeah, and so now, and you're just now having to deal with this whole permitting job. It's just like one more, you know, clog, kink in the armor of, you know, a homeowner that has to deal with that to possibly take care of his house, you know. Um, but, um, is there anything you think the mayor can do, or even the, you know, some of those higher, uh, highest ups? I mean, they they have a lot of pull, right? I mean, do they have enough pull to say, hey, do that, or hey, do this, without going the whole bill way, where it takes two year, year, two years to get a bill? I say yes and no. I say yes. Um, the mayor has a lot of pull because yes, he runs the departments. Yes, he can say, hey, I need this done. Hey, don't forget to do that. I would say no in the sense that some of the laws um, are written to mm-hmm. disadvantage homeowners. And so as policymakers, it is our job to fix laws that really are punitive mm-hmm. or laws that are outdated. That's something that the mayor and them can't do. So I, I do think everyone plays a part. He, but he can nudge DPP for if whatever, you know, hey, I don't like this process or so. Or, yeah. Because they do throw it back. I speak to DPP, Don, and they always throw it back to the mayor. Do they really? Yeah, I have emails from her that, oh, it's the mayor's. Well, I would say money allocation, so the releasing of budget funds is the mayor's purview, so mm-hmm. that's correct mm-hmm. if you're talking to Don about that. I would say that in many meetings that I've sat down with him and Don in the department that he's been very open to learning. Mm-hmm. So, like, to be honest, Don has been kind of in this for many, many years. She knows the lingo. She knows the problem. She knows the system needs to be fixed. I would say for the mayor, it's kind of a learning curve. You know, some of the words that we brought up in the meeting are new to him. You know your stuff. Do you got to go teach the mayor? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I would say that I'm even naive in some ways because I didn't know any of those terms. Mm-hmm. So prior to me um, having the town hall last year with 
Dean Uchida, the former director, mm-hmm. I would say I didn't know half of what anybody was talking about, but I very, very much am a problem solver. Mm-hmm. And so once I can see the problem, I'm usually good at like s- researching everything around it and then figuring out what parts yeah, I... How do you figure out? Because I have nine permits. I've probably done about 50. So I learned it from just trial and error of struggling so that's how I learned it. I know I haven't even ever pulled a permit in my life I'm like how do I know what posse is how do I know what e-plans is but there's also you know there was a 2017 um audit so like a lot of what I use when I do my job is to read historical documents Mm -hmm. because many people prior to me had probably come against this problem tried to solve it so if you read the 2017 DPP audit a lot of it explains this Mm -hmm. they even have a chart showing how many different people have to touch a permit and how problematic that is Mm -hmm. so I didn't think everything I was saying was totally new but I do think learning like all of the different divisions who does what yeah where you you can look up an NOV where you can look up an inspector so I'm getting a little bit better at it, but all of the guys who I deal with, they're like, you need to pull a permit so you know what we go through. I was like, you know, maybe I should so that I can be like, this is so hard. You got to go through your fence around Yeah, I got to go pull a permit for a fence or something. I mean, that's how I learned early on because I was paying people to do my permits. I was like, I better go pay, do one myself and know the, Just know know the, the struggle. struggle. <laughs> so when I'm talking to him, I'm like, I know where you're at there. Yeah, yeah. Kind of do what you're saying. I'm actually trying everything, right? I have different uh, reviewers and trying everything, you know, different people to run for me. I have a third party, so everything. And That's everything. so hard when it gets all entangled like that, mm-hmm. and you're like, where is the permit at? Oh, it's with such and such in this division, and like, yeah. But I almost feel like if there's some way we can get down into DPP working with Don, or you guys can work with Don in some of their resources or systems they have down there and clean it up I don't know how if the mayor can impose that somehow. well his his purview really and he said this publicly is that he really doesn't want to be a micromanager you know mm-hmm. he wants to give all the department heads autonomy <laughs> right there's a fine line right because even me as a leader I don't like to micromanage the people yeah. that I lead but you, you want them to make their decisions autonomously you want to empower them with resources but in the event mm-hmm. That something is so backlogged and something needs to be st- like, we're at like now. I, I would imagine yeah. that if I was the mayor, I would sit in DPP yeah. and be like, "I'm working here today." Yeah, you know, I mean, like I'm gonna work point. here all week. <laughs> I want to see what's going on in here. I get up and running smoothly and everything's working great. Right, right, right. Yeah, then autonomy, working. like yeah, independence. Go, but there's something not working right now. Maybe he's got a yeah. Matter. Like I, I guess you know, as a leader, you got to determine whether or not you're going to stay above the fray and let your leadership kind of do their thing, or whether you're gonna kind of like get your hands up in it and be like mm-hmm. I'm gonna put my boots on and, and get out and there he's got the hundred other things he's doing too. yeah yeah and even when I have meetings with the mayor who he's always very very mindful of me he always makes time for me I would say that I have to be mindful that I can bring up one or two things because he has so many other things I just want him to remember the one or two things that I'm bringing mm-hmm. up right mm-hmm. like I need a park at Kapuni playground yeah. and then I'll bring a picture like this is Kapuni Park don't forget <laughs> so, in white and I visual. <laughs> like yeah. this is the road to get there <laughs> oh, yeah because I you know I, I get it because even when constituents talk to me I gotta be like okay wait hold on what street are we talking about where's Kapuni Playground Kapuni Park is in the homestead in white and I oh, okay so they really want a community center and a playground and I've tried to kind of put it on the front you know, burner for the... They should put a park right in front of you by that, by that pier where the kids jump off. They should put a park over there and make that place nice. 
What area? Right in front of you in Sea Country, straight up. Up here? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, that little dot. So that, that one actually is protected by DLNR because it's a monk seal like habitation mm -hmm. on that the left side. Needs some. Oh, ooh. Yeah. You're talking Nanikai. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. talking across across 76. <laughs> yeah, 76. Yeah, yeah. I just had a long conversation yeah, with a constituent whose house is right next to that park and they're I like, see, what's going house. on? Yeah, there's a beautiful house. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But he said that house has been in his, you know, family for generations and he's like, I just can't handle like what's going on, you know, in this park next to us so yeah there's a lot of issues but hey we <laughs> signed up for this hey we signed up for this we know that it's yeah. tough tough work so yeah. i think why is great and i think it's beautiful and i think i actually think why i will be like north shore one day where it's just beautiful nice community and and i don't mean price <laughs> sure but I mean, we would like the west side to just be the west side so <laughs> yeah. we don't want to be anything else i just think it's a beautiful community out there white sandy beaches and you know crisp water the water's clean and, mm. you know, and uh, mm just needs a little bit of loving, of course, and a little bit of relief from permits to allow, although why not, it's a little easier sometimes to do work sometimes. Because <laughs> it's way out there. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's almost a little easier sometimes, and the people are more, actually, the people are more happy most of the times that we're doing work on houses out there, because they're, I think they appreciate that homes getting um, better. I will tell you that my favorite thing about representing the West Side is that everybody's just straight up. Yeah. Yeah, so they're not going to be passive-aggressive with you. They'll tell you to your face what they think, which is so helpful in life, you know? Because, like, let's just be straight talkers, mm -hmm. you know? Just, this yeah. is it, this is not. The people of the old school that have been here for a long time, they're really appreciative of cleaning up some of these. We're cleaning up a crack, crack at home right now, and they're really appreciative. I feel That's like. so good. Yeah. I'll give you a bunch of addresses before <laughs> I leave next. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, give them, I'll take them. I love the projects. But permitting is the hard part of it all. So... Um, Moving forward, what is our future outcome of all this? What do you see this going? What do you see? Mm. It's all up in the air right now. Well, We're I would say three things on the immediate horizon. The passage of Bill 56, mm -hmm. um, calling, hopefully I get to call like a good handful of people and be like, you don't need a mm -hmm. permit anymore. <laughs> Fireworks. Um, I think immediately on the horizon, electronic payment processor. I do think that that could happen this year. Mm -hmm. uh, I think immediately on the horizon would be that implementation of Solar App Plus. So if we can just get those Pull three out things. That group, uh, yeah, out yeah. And then the um, more workers down there. Yeah. I don't know how long that will take because I feel like I'm the only person that really wants it. Mm -hmm. I feel like you got to have political will to like get some of this crap done. To get more workers down there. Yeah. Well, because it's the same. If we can't do more workers, what about revamping their without I don't think that will happen ever not not because I don't want it to yeah but I, I think uh ease well, you're not consultant like just paying like a consultant oh I don't know I totally there. agree with you I'm just trying like to tell you what's like realistic like consultant because I think when you're talking They're about civil service, like you got to remember, we're talking HGEA, we're talking about people that, you know, they want to make sure the workers are protected. They have good yes, intentions, yes, really. Yes, so, but I would say when I talk with HGEA about relief workers, they were totally for this. So, like, Randy Pereira was like, yes, yes, we need to fix this. I'm waiting on a permit myself. I'm like, see, the head of HGEA wants these permits fixed. So, I, I want to say that, you know, the relief workers could be something this year, but I also think that Don and the um, department are pushing towards a new system and no more e-plans, no more posse. Mm -hmm. That's why I was confused that they're making all the commercial guys go into e-plans, because yeah, I was like, I thought we're doing away with that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's going to make it better. But I mean, sorry. I feel like that's going to make it worse Clogged. before it gets better. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I was, I, I was like, like, question mark about that. Yeah, how did they decide to do these, the bots, and now bringing the, like, who makes these, like... 
And I don't know if they're maybe streamlining everything because they're ready to switch over. I should call her and ask her that. Because maybe it's that everyone gets into the same process so that we can just, boom, move e-plans, get into something, something that's more, you know, streamlined. Should, I mean, why not mimic a great state that has a great system? Oh, where, we've given know? them examples of yeah. states where they have software that works very well, <laughs> that is not so laborious to work <laughs> through. And that's not even just for the applicants. I would say it's hard for DPP to work through e-plans, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we get something that works for both ends, you know? Yeah, yeah. Make it more efficient for you and the worker down there, too to do the work. I honestly go down there all, once a week and I, I get different answers from the clerks all the time where my permit's at because she can't even tell sometimes. I know. She can't tell the task who's got what. It's hard to tell where where you're at in all of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking the solution is more, more, more resources down there really for them to get managed better, you know, is the ultimate. Do you see a change coming? I think what was your bill will help. It'll help a, a bit. I like the idea of pulling the, uh, the uh, solar yeah. out because that's a huge clog. It's tough because last year, August, no, sorry, last year, June is when I had my town hall, and we're about to be one year from last year, mm-hmm. right? So from one year ago till today, what's happened? Well, the bot was born. And <laughs> now. Um, I want to say that's it. But no, we got a new director. I take it back. So new director. And Don has been there for six yeah. months now. I think. Bot was born. Um, Can you oppose on Don at all? Does, do you have any? Because it sounds uh, like you know yourself. Oh my gosh, no, <laughs> no. Don is so 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 smart. Like I, I well, definitely. I don't mean more than Don. But can you yeah, no. Some of the solutions that you're. I I have you know I have proposed it and I I do think that it's slowly coming together. And I feel for Dawn because it's just like, you know, wading through mud trying to get so many different things done because she's handling like notice of violations, like law changes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that last year they had proposed a whole land use ordinance change called Bill 10. Mm-hmm. Never heard of that one. It was 239 pages. Mm-hmm. And like on top of all the work that Dawn has to do, they wanted her to come to every single hearing and say what she thought about the 239 pages. What's the department stance like? We got to be mindful that the person that has the largest task, we can't give them more work. Oh, by the way, we're doing this bill. So luckily, two weeks ago, they actually put a hold on Bill 10 until next year. But I'm like, this poor lady hasn't had time to breathe because the the legislature, us, the council members are constantly like, do this, do that. So all the bills I propose, I work with her on it. So I don't go like in my corner, work on it and go, surprise, Dawn, I think this thing should happen. Like I get on the phone with her because I'm like, Yo, I just want to see you succeed. So does this bill make it easier for your department? And then she'll tell me, yes, this, fix that, do this. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, when this comes out, I'm not implementing it. You are. So is this clear? Am I being clear with what I'm asking? Is this helpful? Mm -hmm. So I do think that everybody's goal should be like, how do we help and not hinder the department and what they're doing? Do you feel like, I think everyone's relying, down there they're relying on Don. Every time I go down there... Anyone I talk to, oh, I got it. Perry, for example, even who runs the Ooh, plant side. I he, do know he, Perry. Yeah, he's always referring to Don, or he's always hiding out, I, out sometimes. I would say that's a good and bad thing, right? Yeah. So as a leader, like, so if everyone calls my office, and every single time you call my office, like, oh, sorry, I gotta talk to the council yeah, member. Well, I'm sure people will be like, uh, oh, do you know anything yeah, yeah, though? Yeah, they, like, like, can you help me? Because like, I've been waiting for the council member to call me, and I'll be honest, like, I can't return everybody's calls, right? Oh, sure, so sure. like. 
I have to empower my staff to be able to answer those questions, yeah. right? So I think Dawn is like in between, right? So she's very, very new. Yes. Like meaning and like no the six. And no one else wants to step up and. Well, and so she's them. trying to take the fall for a lot of the, you know, problems that the department's having. But I think as she comes into her first year, because she's almost into like being done with one year, mm -hmm. she's going to have to kind of let the reins go a little bit. I think it's important though that in this very beginning so that things don't go go awry, that she kind of just like take accountability, see what she can fix, give the instructions. But I do think that that could lead to burnout because eventually you're going to have to like kind of like let for some her, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Taking all these big, big problems. She's a young mom. She has young kids too. She's got to throw it out there. I respect her a lot. So. She's really sweet, actually. Yeah, but I respect her a lot. But let's go. Uh, we can wrap up. We have one question that we have from uh, Lanai. Um, uh, how could you? How can you generate public help in the system? You know, I do give calls to action. You know, so in the legislative process, we have public hearings. And in the calls to action, I asked people to testify. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a lot of people testifying the last couple of times we had Bill 56. And I did have one guy come in in the last hearing and he actually suggested a bunch of changes, which is tough because we're, we're on the 11th hour here. The bill's mm -hmm. about to pass. So we kind of went through the whole like, hey, if you have some suggestions, add them now. I do think that having people come to just weigh in and say, hey, this helps me in this way. Hey, this helps me in this mm -hmm. way. Yeah. Like that would be great. So. So the general just coming in and sharing your guys' voice is huge, I think, because she's um, she has a, a I think this is going to air after her um, thing tomorrow at, uh, at mm -hmm. Wednesday. So mm -hmm. you guys may have missed out, but just come in and share your voice, share your concerns. It does go a long way, as you're saying. I sometimes don't feel like that, but it does. It does yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. People are like, no one listens, and yeah, but, but I do think we still gotta put our voice out yeah. there. Um, so kind of wrap it up. So you, what is next for you? Do you have um, any community events coming up? Or are you going to run for governor again? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Next, no big announcements on the podcast. Just, just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, you well, ideas. Yeah. I mean, so I, I do have an event coming up that I'm we're helping with. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm announcing. <laughs> no, like, I, I do think that, you know, we have a rental assistance uh, event coming up in Nanakuli on the 19th. And that's for people who really are struggling and might need some rental assistance. So the city put out. Oh, let me come to that. I, help, I have Section 8. I'm uh, a huge fan for that. Okay, so and, it's. Uh, there's so many other programs. June 19th, I believe, 10 to 4, Nanakuli Library. So I'll, I'll text you the flyer. There's Catholic Charities that help people. But yeah. I give all my renters, here's all the programs. Go take advantage yeah. of it. Like, I'm, People, landlords want well, to and, pay rent. And for clarity, you know, we do want people to get jobs and to work. But if you need that, you know, that help, that holdover, because we have had a lot of new homeless um, come to our beaches because they're getting evicted because they're not able to pay rent. So that's one coming up. Um, I am doing my next cleanup on August 26th. I do four cleanups a year. I love for people to get involved in those things. Um, we are... You know, having town halls, if you're a nonprofit, we have a GIA town hall, which is a grant and aid. So you can follow me at Andrea Tupola on Instagram. I really don't go on any other social media platform because I can barely handle one. <laughs> I used to like run all these different Facebook groups and this, and it's just, it's so draining. Um, I want to get the, the message out, but I also have a very tiny team that helps me. Powerful, but small. <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to, like, you know, spread ourselves too thin. Yeah. And um, you can always call my office, 768-5001, if you need any assistance. Nice. And what was your Instagram again? Just my name, Andrew Tupola. Okay. 
Well, yeah, thank you guys so much. And please follow and like and subscribe and ask questions, guys. The biggest thing I say out there is just ask questions. There's no wrong question to ask. If you guys have concerns, um, you know, real estate questions, just ask questions because we're here to help and we're here to learn and there's enough abundance for all of us to succeed in life and really want everyone to do well in life. So thank you guys so much and thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having me. And, and talking with me. So thank you guys. Aloha.